All right, uh, today's daf is daf kuf yud base. We are going to begin, we started yesterday at Geisel and Michael. Okay. We're holding the last line of kuf yud alaf amud base. Omar mar. Omar mar, the Gemara continues. Omar mar. Yeah, the, the Bryce has said that Gzela Kayemes, if the stolen item is still, Kayem is still there, then Chayom Nashalim, the Yershim, are obligated to pay. Let us say that this is a tiyufta to the opinion of Rami Rachama, since according to what he, he said, he said the Yarshim should be putter from pain because the stolen item is considered to have Shini Rishus when they inherited it, mm-hmm. and therefore Shini Rishus is uh, yeah, it's not their issue. The father Ganvid, he died, and now and now they Yarshim it. So they said, if the Gzela Kayim, the Chayyim Mashalim has to pay it back. So the Rambam Rachomah said they don't have to. So the Rambam Rachomah, Kitanya Hi, that Rice is talking about the Fnayish. This is before the owners were Miyayish of retrieving their property. So the Yarshim did not acquire the stolen property because the owners were not Miyayish. Rabbi teaches the statement of Rambam Rachomah. With regards to this, if their father left the money that he he obtained this money by taking uh, he was a loan shark taking interest, now which is obviously usher. Even though if they are aware that the money is from interest, they're not obligated to return the money to the to the uh, to the to, to the to, I guess the leva who paid for it. This is to say that the domain of a Yerush is comparable to the domain of a purchaser. And because the money had changed domains, the Yerushim have acquired it. So that's what he said. If the, even though they know it's Ribis, they do not have to return it. And this is what Rabbi Rechama says, that Rishus Yerush is Kirishus Lekech. And therefore, since it was, was Mishan Rishus, they do not have to return it. I can tell you that the domain of a Yerush is not comparable to the domain of a purchaser. Here, the reason why they do not have to return the money is because it's different over here. Take no interest in him or increase. So this teaches us. Oh, so what does it teach us? Which teaches us that he has to return the interest to him. So that you may live with, so that he may live with you. Since the, the uh, since the um, since the ribis is returned for this reason, and not because it's considered stolen goods, so the teda cautioned him. In other words, the mouth of the lender, the teda does not caution his son to return it. Now. The, the Gemara says like this. The one who teaches Rambam Barachama's statement with regards to the Brisa, Father Barachama, all the more so would apply to the Mishnah, since there is no other explanation for why the Yerush are exempt from payment. According to the one who teaches Rambam Barachama's statement with regards to the Mishnah, but with regards to the Brisa, he holds Rami Barachama Kirava Masnila. He holds Rambam Barachama teaches it as explained by Rava, that the Yerushim are putter from payment because. The the domain of the Yerush is comparable to the domain of Eilakeach, not because of that. Sorry, not because of that, but rather because the Yerush are never required to return ribis. Not the father. Yeah. With regards to a person who robs another of food and he feeds it to his children, the children are putter from paying the owner. 
Yinech lifneihen gedelim. If in the case where he left the stolen items to them as a inheritance, as an inheritance. So the beginning it was like Michael So that's peturim l'shalom. If he left over the food as an, as a yerusha, then gedelim. If the yerushim are adults, then chayom l'shalom. They're obligated to pay. Ketanim. And if they are ketanim, then peturim l'shalom. They are puzzled from paying. From amru gedelim. And if the adults yerushim said ainan yedim shabin shechishav. We do not know the calculations our father made with you, whether he paid for the, 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 for the goods or not, then they are part from pain. Because they say we don't know what our father did, their are Since it's clear that they're in a possession of Gneva, stolen property, how can they be putter because they claim that yeah, maybe the father repaid, maybe he didn't, they don't know that. So this is what... This is what the Gemara means. Gedelim Shamru. When we say the adults, Yerushim, who said, what does that mean? Yedem Anachash Ben Shachishav Avinu Mach. We know the calculations our father made with you. And like Pashloch, Gabe Vlaimidi. And there's nothing of yours left with him. Because he repaid the Chayv to you. Two of them are exempt. Tanyi Dach was taught another Brice. Agazel Michael Bonov, person who robs another of food and feeds it to his children. The children are potter from pain. And if he left stolen items to them as a Yerusha and they and they consumed it. So big day the Mikhtanim, whether they're adults or minors, Chayovin, they are obligated to pay the owner. Mikhtanim, me Mikhaibe, are minors obligated to pay? Let it be like the case where one caused damage and a, a cotton who causes damage is potter. This is what we mean to say. If he left stolen items to them as Yerushan, and they did not eat them, so they are going to be chayiv. Why? Because they're still, uh, still, they're still around. In the case of the children whose fathers died and left them a cow that he had borrowed, they may use it the entire duration of the loan. Mesa, if it died, in Chayov ben Nisel, they're not Chayov to pay if his death was caused by an by unavoidable incident. Even though we say a shale is Chayov for damage caused by by uh, by anus, because the liability of anus damage pertains only to the actual owner, which is the father who died. So they thought that's an So therefore, so the father left them at Parashulah. Um, so they can use it. Call him a they had no idea They had idea, but the father was the shale, not the kid. So shale is talking chayav and anus, but they are not. Uh... Oh, so now he says shalavimi. If the children thought it actually belonged to their father, and they shechted and ate it, they're chayav to pay the owner of the value in inexpensive meat. If the father left them guaranteed property, in other words, he left them uh, karka, land, then they to pay. Okay, now, some say that the final statement of Rabba was with regards to the first case of the Mishnah, the Brahisa, which states that the Yorshim are part of paying for Anus. According to this Pshat, if the father left them land, then they are obligated to pay for the cow if it dies due to Anus. So, Nachamon. If you say Aresha, which means that the Yershim are part of paying for Aresha, 
if the father left them karka, then they're going to be chayved to pay for the cow if it dies by anus. Now, you get the Masna Sefa, some say it's with regards to the later clause, which states that a Yedish who shechs and eats the cow, so we say, has to pay the owner the value of the meat, the lower meat. So the shot is, if the father left them land, they must pay the full value of the cow. Now, for sure, if the, it holds true of the first case, so how much lower so the second one, which the Yerushim actually consumed the meat himself. Upligi did a papa. And according to this understanding, they argue on This is consistent with the opinion of Rapapa. Rapapa Rapapa says, if he, had stolen, if he had a stolen cow in his possession, and he shechted it on Shabbos, Chayev is Chayev, why is Shepard God Chayev Begneva? So if he had, again, he had a stolen cow in his possession, he stole the he stole the cow. Let's say before, uh, before Shabbos, and he shechted on Shabbos. He's chayv to pay. Why we don't say come lebedramini because because shekvar chayv begneva kedem shavli the iser Shabbos. He already was chayv for theft before he came to be over the iser of Shabbos of of shechting an animal. But if he had a borrowed cow in his possession, and he shechted it on Shabbos, so if it was borrowed, so if it was stolen, is one thing. We said the, the stealing came before the shechita. But if it was borrowed, then and then he shechted on Shabbos, he's going to be part of why? She's the Shabbos. Because we say that the Isser against shechting an animal, and the Isser against stealing an animal that came together. So what is... Yeah, that's Kamal Bidamini. He doesn't have to pay the lesser damage because he's already getting uh, killed. Or cut his... I, if, if it's buying Kechad. Because either person is on this animal. So with the... the so... You're talking about uh, not even not even giving back the can. Yeah. I'm talking about 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 or anything like that. I'm talking about the can. Yeah, that's that's the word of of. Coming to that, maybe something can. Something with a with a knas. I say that's it. Uh, yeah. So what comes out from here? According to the papa, a shale's a liability to pay for onus damage is initiated only when the damage is. Is um, so like this. So in the case, in the case discussed by Rava, since the damage was not. Um, <laughs> okay, let's go right there. All right, having cited the two prices that bring the difference, uh, the opinion with regards to the obligation of the Yoshim to pay for properties stolen by their father um, when he died, the Gemara now says a third b'risa presenting both opinions. It says, and he shall restore the item that he robbed. What is the meaning of that he robbed? He has to return the same item that he robbed. We can't amru from here we learn, in the case of one who robs another of food and feeds it, 
feeds his children. So the Mashalim, you're sweater from paying the owner. If you left the stolen goods as a Yerusha, whether they are adults or minors, they are obligated to return the stolen items. The son of Yermia's father-in-law, his wife's brother, who was a cotton, shut the doors of his father's house before Yermia in order to prevent Yermia from establishing a chazak of the house that he claimed belonged to him. So Yermia came before Yermia to make a dentate against his brother-in-law. Your brother-in-law is claiming ownership of that which is his. Since he retains the ownership of his father's house upon the, the, the father's death. So later, Birmir said to him, But I can bring you witnesses who testify that I took possession of during their father's lifetime, during his father's lifetime. You can't accept the testimony before Dintata since the defendant is a cotton. His presence is not legally recognized mm-hmm. and the basin does not accept testimony against him. We taught that whether they're adults or minors, they're obligated to pay the owner. Mm-hmm. If the basin obligates minors to pay, it must, they must, it must accept testimony about him. So I'm there, Sumchus disputes is at his side. In other words, Sumchus disagrees with the Halacha that holds that the cotton are exempt from paying. And Omar, Rebimah said to him, Did the whole world go to the effort to hold in accordance with the opinion of Sumchis? In order to seize what is mine. Now, Adalchi Gagal Milsa, in the meantime, the matter circulated. It came before Abavo, Omar, who said, Did you not hear? What Rabbi Yisav Barachama says that Rabbi Yisav says, Rabbi Yisav Barachama, Rabbi Yisav, Tini Shutakabavada. He says like this. He says, in regards to that child who took his slaves, and 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 um, again, Tini Shutakabavada, a child who took his slaves, and we all take Sada Shachaveri Amr Shaliyu, a child who took his slaves and descended into the field of another and said to him, "It's mine." So the basin doesn't say let us wait until he matures before we assess his claim. Rather, the basin removes it from his possession immediately. And when he matures, let him bring Aiden to test his claim that he will see. So similar, Yermia should be have the same machlekes um, or, or should be awarded this disputed property until his his brother-in-law, who's a minor, could come to basin. Where it says, me, dummy, how could you compare the two cases? Um, it's there in the case of Rabbi Yisuf Bar, in, in Rabbi Yisuf Bar Chama's case, that, uh, in there, in Rabbi Yisuf's case, that we seize the property from him, because there's no chazak of ownership from his father. In the case where there's a chazak from his father, but we do not seize the property. Since Rebiramia's brother-in-law has a chazak of ownership due to the fact that his property belongs to his father, he retains control of the property. Okay, so now, having mentioned the issue of testimony when the baldin is not there, the Gemara now discusses this in greater detail. The basin accepts witnesses in the absence of the baldin. 
Sorry, shaloi b'fnei b'aldin. Not in in absence of losing it. Toi bara beichlan. So beichlan wondered at the statement of Rashi. Does the basin in fact accept witnesses in the absence of the litigants? Kibla minad Reb Yisi bar Chanina. Reb Yisi bar Chanina received the following um, guideline from Reb Yisi. Kigain shaya hu chela edov chelam. Basin accepts testimony in the absence of the defendant only in the case where the was the Tevea was a chayla, or his witnesses were ill, or his witnesses wished to travel overseas, and the Dayanim sent for the defendant and he did not come. Since there's a concern that the Tevea will not be able to present his claim at a later date, so then the testimony is acceptance when the Nitva is not there. The basin accepts witnesses in the absence of litigants. The statement was explained to me personally by Shmuel himself. Again, the it applies in the case where the basin opened his case and sent for him. also, but he did not appear. But if he did not, if he did not, if it did not, if it did not yet open the case for him, what's our Malay? And we say to the TV, I know the basin. I go. I want to go to a different basin. I'll go to the higher basin. To resolve this case, and I don't want to go to your basin. Yeah. So then, even when the basin already opened the case for him, what's the You should also be able to say to him, "I'm going to the high basin to resolve this case." says, the 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 nitva. Um, uh, can not defer an open case of Beis Nagado. For example, the local Beis Din obtained a, let's say, a license, a disca from the higher Beis Din, authorizing that to basically take this case. Okay, Omar Rav Rav says, The Beis Din could be Mekayim, could ratify the documents when the Baldin are not there. You're not allowed to ratify the document in the absence of the litigants. I will explain Rebbechim's reasoning to you. And a warning has been given to his owners and he has not secured it. Let the owner of the ox come and stand by his ox when the testimony about his ox is provided. So a document may be ratified only in the presence of the individual it implicates. The Allah is that the base din could be in the absence of the baldin in his case even if the other litigant stands and screams to protest the document see that it's mezuyef if he said give me time until I bring witnesses and disqualify the document we give him time before forcing him to pay he also, also, if he has come with witnesses within the time allotted, he has come. Good. And he the base then reviews him accordingly. If he does not come with the time, then we give him basically three days to bring the witnesses, and the base then, uh, which is Monday, Thursday, and Monday. Now, if he has not come after Monday, Thursday, and Monday, we write a document of Chedem against him for 90 days. During the first 30 days, we do not descend his property to collect the chayv. The Amrinah, as the basin says, 
he's occupied with borrowing money to pay his chayv. During the middle, during the middle of the thirty days as well, we do not descend to the property. The Omar, as the basin says, perhaps he did not find someone to borrow from, and the Qatar was He's trying to sell his property to pay the chayv. In the final 30 days as well, we do not descend this property, the Omar, the basin says, the purchaser himself is occupied with obtaining the money so that he can pay the chayv for the sale and the chayv will then pay, the, 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 the leiv will pay the mawa. If the, the, the leiv still did not come to pay his chayv after 90 days, Write a document of authorization allowing the Malve to collect his due from any property. Yeah. And this statement applies in a case where the where the Leva said, I'm coming to pay, and then he doesn't actually come and pay. If he says, I'm not coming, we immediately write a document of authorization without waiting for 90 days. Now, this is with regards to a loan. With regards to a deposit, we write a document of authorization immediately. Since, yeah. And when we write a document of authorization, it's just, uh, only in, to borrow, borrow land. But with regards to movable property, the basin does not draft such a document. The reason is that perhaps the creditor will seize and consume the borrower of movable's property. When the borrower later comes and brings witnesses and thereby invalidates the creditor's document, you will not find anything to collect in order to retrieve his money. Now, and if the creditor owns land, we write a document authorizing the creditor to collect from any of the property that belongs to the borrower, including Metalton. Gemara says, and this is not so. The basin does not draft a document of authorization with regards to movable property. I forgot the Islam even if the creditor has land. We are concerned lest the creditor's land depreciate in value and the borrower will be unable to retrieve his money. Now, the Gemara teaches another Allah. When we write a document of authorization, we inform the party that, he's, that, he's, that it's high to pay. And this matter applies when he is nearby. But if he's distant, the basin does not notify him before authorizing the creditor. And if he's distant, but our relatives of his nearby, or if there are caravans that go to the borrower's current location and return, then. We, we delay issuing this document for authorization for 12 months of the year until the caravan goes and returns. So that if he wishes to make a claim, he can do so. It's like the case where Ravina delayed for the 12 months of the year before issuing a document of authorization until the caravan went and returned to Vechazai. And this is not so. Awesome there, Ravina delayed issuing the document because because the creditor was a violent man. The document of authorization would come, come into his possession. He would not be possible to take it from him if the borrower would prove that the original document was, in, was, was invalid. But here, in general case, the borrower 
Here we wait uh, only if he's close enough to be informed within a day. So the basin decided to issue, let's say, the, the thing on Monday. A messenger would go and inform the defendant on Tuesday, and he would come from his location to the basin on Wednesday and stand before the basin on Thursday. So if the chayv is more than a day's travel, however, the basin does not trouble itself to notify him. Now, when you have an agent of the Chachamim was sent to summon the... Yeah, to bring, a, to bring Azmana... Yeah, it's like two, two witnesses. If he says that the defendant refuses to come to Beisden. And this applies only with regards to excommunication. Now, the, the Psicha, with regards to the issue of Chedem... Uh, of, of since it causes the defendant loss of money, as he must give money to the safer for drafting the document, the agent is not deemed chayef. We give a defendant a particular time to appear in Beisden uh, by informing him of the trial by word of mouth from a woman, as, uh, from a woman or from his neighbor. These people are trusted to notify the the, the, the nitva of the Hasman of the Basin. And we said this only that the defendant is not in the same city. If the nitva is in the city, like the Basin does not put him chedim for failing to respond to the summon by Basin through a woman or a neighbor. Because we say, perhaps they did not tell him that they got Hasman to Basin. The Amri, as they said to themselves, the Beisden, sent the defendant into the city, and the Beisden has already found him and told him, Amri already told him. As a result, these unofficial messengers will not deliver the Beisden summons to the defendant at all. We'll do a little bit more. And we said this, the Beisden will put him in Chedem, only in a case where he does not pass by the Beisden's entrance on his home. But if he does pass the Beisden's entrance, like, we do not say this. We say that the, he passes, that since he passes the court, the Beisden, the Beisden has already found him and Ramadan told him. And we said this, that the Beisden will put him in Chedim when one does not, only in a case where he comes home on the same day. But if he does not come on the same day, why? Because Ema, we say that they forgot to notify him.